0: And praise team, you're adding so much uh, to our worship service, and thank you very much. And after uh, we had a retreat, uh, uh, and our theme was worship, after the retreat, I see some difference uh, in our worship. Uh, There is, I feel more settled. This worship is being more settled, and I really like that. It's It's a spiritual act. Worship is not about me. Worship is about God. We came here to proclaim about God, not about us. And then your choir and Praise Him, you're doing just wonderful things uh, while uh, listening to the choir and then singing together with Praise Him. I was just, I felt the spirit uh, among us and uh, around us and within us. And inspiration, the worship itself cannot give you any inspiration. That's not what worship is about. Inspiration comes from within your relationship with God, your personal relationship with God. From that, the uh, true inspiration comes. So each person's inspiration gathers together and makes this worship service uh, inspirational worship, worship service. So I hope that by the end of uh, two thousand eighteen, uh, we uh, we hope that we uh, uh, give really a worship that. Uh, God is uh, pleased with, and then I really like the elders' leadership uh, to pray uh, for us. It was beautiful prayer, uh, Brian, and uh, pray for us, and then uh, all this uh, uh, taking leadership, and thank you very much for uh, your leadership and your hard work. And <clears throat> today, uh, we are going to uh, reflect on uh, Jesus' ministry, and uh, this is the first... I think Jesus did after baptism and calling disciples and all that. Jesus did all that before he started the ministry and as as he started this ministry, the scripture that we read today was the first thing uh Jesus did, and that first thing was teaching in synagogue that was the first time people. Met this person, Jesus. When they first met Jesus, they listened to the teaching of Jesus, and this was their response. They said, They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. They Immediately they realized that Jesus' teaching was different from any kind of teaching. Any kind of teaching that they used to uh, know, like teaching of scribes, teaching of scholars, or any kinds of teaching. Jesus' teaching was somehow very different. Jesus' teaching had the authority... And I'm just wondering, what's the difference between Jesus teaching or and any other teaching or teachings of the scribes? That's what I'd like to reflect with you uh, today. In the Bible, uh, Jesus and His word are very. Deeply, intimately connected. So intimately connected that John, the Gospel John said that Jesus is the Word becoming flesh. When Jesus spoke His Word in the synagogue, what happened? In the synagogue, like a synagogue is like this. Probably, uh, less than these uh, these people to, uh, us too. It's a small uh, place. People gathered together. And as Jesus was teaching, there was a man with an unclean spirit. A man with an unclean spirit. What is that? Uh, We don't usually uh, use that kind of expression. Oh, he's a man with unclean spirit. It's hard to know what really Mark Meant, but I can see an individual who was completely, completely controlled by the power of darkness. He wasn't free. He was in deep bondage. Something outside of him controlled him. He wasn't free to to be able to do whatever he wanted. Something. Some force outside of him controlled his thinking, his life, and he was completely uh, abused by this external force, by this power. When I see this man, I see loneliness, isolation, the void of life. He experienced emptiness and surrounded by absurdity, out of focus, estrangement from reality, endless struggle. All these things I see in this man who was tortured by some kind of force outside of him. But as I look at that, I realize that's what modern people are. That's what modern people complain about. All of us, that's what we complain about. So, this story is not just about one man. Whether he was a man with the unclean spirit or not, what we experience and what this man experienced are very similar. So, this is not just a story about this poor man. This is a story about all of us. This story is about the predicament of human beings, both ancient and modern. When the Word of God came to him, something wonderful happened to this man. Mark said, And the unclean spirit, throwing him into the conversions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And the unclean spirit came out of it. He was released from the power that controlled him, oppressed him, and took life out of him. And I believe that. This is the difference between Jesus' teaching and any other teaching. Jesus' teaching was to separate the darkness and drive out the darkness. That was Jesus' teaching. The teachings of the scribes were to add. To accumulate The knowledge to a given person. Jesus' teaching was to take out, not to add on. That was the difference between Jesus' teaching and any other teaching. Often we think that teaching, when you learn something... You learn new information and new things. You accumulate knowledge. You accumulate all the, uh, you know, uh, information in you. But Jesus' teaching was not to accumulate, to add on. But Jesus' teaching was to take out what is unnecessary within us that enslaves us. That was Jesus' teaching. Very two, totally different directions. One is to take out. The other is to add on. Jesus did not come to this world to add more to this world. Jesus' teaching was not about adding adding more information and knowledge to what was already given. They said, this is a new teaching. But Jesus' teaching, in Jesus' teach, teaching, there was nothing new. Jesus only spoke about what Old Testament already talked about. Jesus did not add any new information. Jesus always coded and used Old Testament. Jesus Christ came to this world not to add more but to drive out what bound the world. Real teaching is not about adding more knowledge and more power. Real teaching is about freeing us from things that enslave us. If you want to add more to your life, you will lose it. But if you let go of what you have already, you'll find life. That's what Jesus taught us. You want to have life? You'll lose it. You let go of your life? You'll find it. Real teaching is to help us to let go of what we hold on to without realizing how enslaving that was. That is, the most powerful culprit that enslaves us, like this man with unclean spirit, is more. More power, more money, more control, more pleasure, more me. The more you want to have it, the more you'll be enslaved. Our problem is not about having more or adding more. Now we have much more than 50 years ago. At our fingertip, we have all the information you want. Within a few seconds, you can find even the used to be top secret, whatever, and then Within a few seconds, you'll get all that information as you want. But are we better? Are we freer? I see more people struggle with their life. I see more people being enslaved. I see more depression. I see more problems. I see more unhappiness. We have more, and yet... We are in a worse situation. What kind of teaching is that? Our problem is not having more. People, people accumulate knowledge and they are even p- proud of how much they have or they know and yet nothing much changes in them and they know it no matter what I do somehow I don't change I'm not really free I'm not really happy We know and we have much more than what we used to. Our feeling of isolation, loneliness, abandonment, and emptiness is more severe than ever before. The answer is not in having more. But we human beings keep pursuing more Somehow hoping that having more will heal us and give us freedom and joy. Let me tell you, there's a brainwash of a materialism of modern society. You have this, you'll be happier. You know this, you'll be happier. That's a lie. It's brainwashing of this culture. Having more is better. That's not how Jesus saw life. Jesus came to take things out of us rather than adding more. In the process of having more, our soul becomes totally incapacitated that our will cannot even change a small bad habit. Even small bad habits, we cannot change. We don't have power to even change little small bad habit. We're completely, completely controlled by these things. And yet, we don't know what to do. We have become so powerless. Jesus empowered us by taking out what is unnecessary within us. Jesus' teaching deeply penetrates into our soul and frees us from things that enslave us. Jesus sees very well how enslaved we are. Jesus sees the human condition very well. What we need is not the power to accumulate, but the power to snap us out of this deep predicament. What we need is a teaching that breaks apart the power that controls us against our will and against God. In Mark, the word, special word is used, schizo. It means separate, splits, divides. Of course, the word schizophrenia came from uh, there. But schizo word itself is not uh, necessarily a b- bad word. Schizo means uh, it breaks apart. When Jesus was baptized, the heaven was separated. That's schizo. When Jesus died on the cross, The curtain was skitzel. It was split. And that was Jesus' teaching. Jesus' teaching splits the darkness from us and drives out that darkness. As Jesus tore apart the unclean spirit from the man, Jesus came to tear apart the darkness from us. That is the power of Jesus' teaching. And in that sense, Jesus' teaching was very, very different from others' teaching. I saw that in the Bible studies. Um, you said about TBS. Yes, I saw that in TBS and other Bible studies at the retreat. I saw that power of darkness being split and coming out of people, and people experience freedom. and empowerment, due empowerment, the empowerment of not having more, but empower, empowerment of being free. What darkness is enslaving us? Greed, anger pride and stubbornness even petty dirty desire you can be free with the teaching of jesus christ i believe that there's nothing in the world can heal you only jesus teaching can heal us in a true sense Let us sing together.